Good evening. God bless you. We bless the name of the Lord our God. The Lord our God is holy. The Lord our God is righteous. The Lord our God is mighty. The Lord our God is loving. The Lord our God is kind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we bless you. We praise you, Lord. We magnify your name. Hallelujah. Lord, you're welcome in this place. You're welcome in our hearts. You're welcome in our lives. God, be glorified. God, be glorified. We welcome your presence tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for joining us tonight. This is the third night of Holy Convocation 2022. <clears throat> we, we welcome you and, for, and thank you for joining us. And we pray that if you join us Tuesday and Wednesday night, that tonight, Thursday night, will also be a blessing to you. We come together at the beginning of each year in Holy Convocation so that we can hear a word from the Lord. This week, this year, we chose uh, three of our own ministers, Elder Warren Hoskins, Minister Charlotte Smalls, and tonight, Minister Trevor Stevens will bring the word of the Lord. We've been in fasting and praying all week long because this is our time to consecrate ourselves and seek the face of the Lord so that we can hear what the Lord has to say to us. So I pray that we all have been doing that. And I pray that the Lord has spoken to you tonight. I pray that the Lord will speak to you as minister Stevens brings to you the word of the Lord. Thank you for joining us after the praise and worship minister Stevens will come with the word of the Lord. God bless you. Listen, receive minister Trevor Stevens. Amen. We worship you, oh God, in this Father, we thank you for being our strength, Lord. Thank you for being our strong tower. Hallelujah, Lord. You bless your name, Jesus. You are my strength, strength like no
Good evening, church family, and welcome to Holy Convocation Night 3. I am Minister Trevor Stevens, and I'll be bringing you the message for tonight. Now, I praise God for the opportunity. Um, this message has not come without toil. I lie to you not, um, but the Lord is faithful. Um, and I, I pray that you are encouraged and strengthened by this message and that you're um, and that you are strengthened and encouraged to go forth throughout this entire year to do exactly what it is that you have been made to do. Now, first, I have to um, make sure that I give honor to the Lord, our Lord, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who is the greatest to ever do it, along with um, honoring our um, pastor, Bishop Jackson, uh, Leah Jackson, all the elders and ministers of T.O.P., along with the saints of God that are inside of T.O.P. I love y'all. And also all of the people and family and friends and the body of Christ. I love you. And I pray that this message will definitely impact your life in a special way um, that will help you go forward. Now, we're going to get into the scripture for um, the two scriptures that I have for this sermon. Um, the first reads, and it's from Isaiah 35, 3. I'm reading from an um, NET, um, and it is. it says, Strengthen the hands that have gone limp. Steady the knees that shake. The second scripture that I will come to you um, with is Acts 20, 32, and verse 35. Acts, 30, uh, Acts 20, 32 reads, And now I entrust you to God and to the message of his grace. This message is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Verse 35 says, by all these things, I have shown you that by working in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus that he gave, that he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. I want to come to you with a topic tonight um, of receiving strength to complete your task. Receiving strength to complete your task. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you and we love you and we honor you. We thank you for this moment in time, your presence. I humbly ask, Lord, that everyone in the sound of my voice, whether they be in their car, at their home, um, whether they be at work even, um, wherever that they're listening to this or watching this from, Father, I pray that your spirit be upon them, that their ears may be, may be open to hear what it is that you desire for them to hear in this moment and in this season. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be able to do this with you and, uh, and also, Lord, to be able to say that we have been called by you. So I humbly ask, Lord, that you will help me tame my mind that I may be able to speak the words that you desire in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We have all been weak. And there may be some that are weak right now. Whether physically, mentally, or spiritually, we have felt the lingering effects of their weakness. In prayer, I heard the scripture from Isaiah 35, 3, come to me saying, strengthen the hands that have gone limp, stay the knees that shake. This scripture ties in well with the theme of this year, completing the task. Now, let me read the scripture, the theme scripture, once more for your hearing. So here's Acts 20, 24 from the NET, and it reads, but I do not consider my life worth anything to myself for that I may finish my task and the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the good news of God's grace. So it's safe to say by listening to this scripture 
that Apostle Paul, leading by example, gave us a glimpse of one who runs the race well. And a key component to this can be found in this scripture. The task given to him was not an outside assignment that needed to be done swiftly. The task was personal. It was personal. Five times Paul mentioned himself, not selfishly, not selfishly, but selflessly as one responsible for taking his on his task of carrying the good news of God's grace. So allow me to make a slight modification, just a small one, um, to the theme for you, for you. 2022 is your year for completing your task given to you by Jesus Christ. 2022 is your year for completing your task given to you by Jesus Christ. This isn't just Bishop's vision, okay? It's not just another minister or preacher's vision. It's God's vision that is our task. And though it is given by him and as, as his people, the, the given task personally involves you and what you were made to do to see it come to pass. Your portion here is not finished once you leave the building or Facebook Live or the podcast or YouTube. As Paul made clear, the task, the course is lifelong. As one bought with blood, you have personal stake in seeing the task accomplished, but you may feel weak. You may not be up to it. You may be tired of trying to act strong. You may feel overwhelmed, overburdened. You may feel the way of the world even greater now than you ever thought. But let me tell you some good news. The one who took all your sins away can also take all of your burdens. He can give you strength to persevere if you are willing to receive it. Why is this important to you? Where do you find the strength to do what you need to do? Let's look at a few points that will help us see how we can receive the strength we need to do what we are tasked to do. We have been entrusted to God and not man. That's point one. We have been entrusted to God and not man. The word entrust in this text means being trusted and put under another's protection. So we being saved by Christ and the grace of his word, trust Jesus for his guidance, protection, support, preservation, and a supply of all your wants, both spiritual and physical. But what happens if we are entrusted to the wrong source? Major issues spring from who we have knowingly or unknowingly committed our energy and reliance to. Maybe you're depleted because you're defending or trusting in the wrong things. Ask yourself, what roused you up to no end? Hmm? What roused you up? What makes you upset? What keeps you up at night? What are you willing to fight for? Now, is it because it affects the kingdom? If it has no basis in the kingdom, that thing can become an idol and seek to draw strength away from you. Satan, will willing, Satan is willing to use even the smallest desire, the smallest desire you have and entice you to worship it. You place your safety in, 
your comfort and hope in, you have subconsciously allowed that thing or person to build and affirm you. As the scripture says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Whether that is your parents, your community, your occupation, your skin color, sports, TV, music, video games, social influences, etc. Remember, do not expect generosity from idols. Nothing in this world can give like God gives. So today, check your allegiances and treat each thing as it should be. But do not give anything the honor of being your God. Only Jesus deserved that and can give you all you need to prosper. Being entrusted to God makes all the difference and keeps you closer to the one that can give you strength. Second point, trusting God's ability to build you up. Being used by God, Paul was the one who helped build the Ephesians up. But now that he is leaving, Paul makes it plain that he wasn't the source, but a conduit for the grace of God. He tells them they have been entrusted to the message able to build them up in verse 32. And that message is a person, our Lord Jesus, who is the living word that seeks and saves the lost and the one who ceaselessly intercedes for us. So when you come to God, come ready to receive strength to do his will. In the text, being built up is a two-way street. Paul was talking to Christian leaders, those who are already active in doing God's mission, completing their tasks given to them. So only you being built up is not the way of God. Let me repeat that. So only you being built up is not the way of God. If he builds you, the investment must be transferred to another. So as he builds you, build another. Also, God is able to do this. When speaking of his ability, the scriptures use a word that means to have the ability and power to accomplish something. So we are not only entrusted to God who can protect us and keep us, we are being built by the God who is well able powerful enough to see what he started come into completion. This same God can speak to those who have weak and feeble needs. In the scriptures, this weakness and feebleness is a state of being and not particularly a bodily ailment. It speaks to those who are fearful, the doubting, the hurting, and the vulnerable. When someone is afraid, usually a physical sign is stumbling over your feet, a weakness in the joints and losing strength in your hands and your limbs. But our Lord Jesus is saying at the, saying to the fearful, the hurt, the doubtful, the destitute, strengthen your, strengthen your weak hands, strengthen your weak hands and feeble knees. God is speaking strength to the body parts that are tied to service. For you to do any physical work, the activity of your limbs is very important. The able God is giving power to the weakened limbs today. He is giving you what you need to complete your task. Hands and knees symbolize power and mobility. Hands grasp while knees move. And God wants to give you both power and mobility for your task. Power to give you the ability to do what is needed 
and mobility to give you access to places that give answer to your purpose. Strengthen the hands that have gone limp. Steady the knees that shake. Amen. Third point. After you receive your strength, show the works of the Lord with faithful labor in the kingdom of God. With faithful labor in the kingdom of God. Do you know why so many people who are capable workers never manifest their gifts and talents? There's a few reasons. Some are too afraid because of other, others' perspectives or because of fictitious assumptions. While others do not want to keep working in that area once they have started working, they want to do something else. You have been, you have seen this before. Some have gifts and talents that could have blessed people 10 times over, but because of fear and laziness, they sat and watched others work themselves to the bone. And usually these types of people, unfortunately, are the main ones criticizing the ones that work. How can one who, give, who gave their all to things outside the building of the kingdom criticize those who work? Here's the truth. Your job cannot reward you the way God can. Your following online cannot reward you the way God can. Your own pleasure cannot fully satisfy you. There will always be a hole in your work if God is excluded. Our Lord labored and worked for the kingdom. He healed, encouraged, saved, delivered, resurrected, and fed. If none of your work has any root in the kingdom, do not expect God to bless your labor. How can you ask for more strength to disobey God to satisfy your own lusts and desires? Why would anyone ask God to strengthen them to do foolishness? Just saying. Why would anyone ask God to strengthen them to do foolishness? Be strengthened by God alone and find your joy in laboring for the Lord. Colossians 3, 23 through 25 says, whatever you are doing, work at it with enthusiasm as to the Lord and not for people. Because you know that you will receive your inheritance from the Lord as the reward. Serve the Lord Christ. Find yourself working not for people, but for God. Whatever capacity you find your strength in, get to work whether that be cleaning, painting, uh, cooking, singing, dancing, encouraging, building, speaking, teaching, writing. There's room for you to find your strength in God and work. Do not throw the responsibility of fulfilling your task to minister the gospel to the church leaders and musicians of the world. The faith is not limited to those two arenas. Pray and think outside the box. Your task is waiting to be accomplished. Find courage in God and get to work. Point number four. And finally, when the Lord strengthens you, turn to the weak and strengthen them. When the Lord strengthens you, turn to the weak and strengthen them. After, after serving God, your task was created to help the weak. And another's task was created for your weakness to strengthen you. It is the beauty of the body of Christ that allows healing to take place inside and outside when each person is doing the task. Think about this. The whole body is made of trillions of cells. Your human body 
is made of trillions of cells. Every cell's operative function is to make the body functional. That is to heal, protect, repair all day long so the body can move and do what it must do properly. Skin cells keep the inner muscle safe while kidney cells purge waste that could harm the body. Both are groups of individual cells doing their task and yet fulfilling the entire function of the body just as all the others. So in the same manner, saving the loss is the operative function. Whether you approach this as one who preaches and teaches or as one who encourages and comforts, the operative function is still active. Your abilities have been made not to show off strength, but to give it. When others are weak, make your strength available to build them up. Our God came to us with power and strength we could never conceive. Did he flaunt it? No. He still deals with us all who are weak and in need. Even when we are overcome by fear and inaction, he comforts us and lovingly guides us. It is said of Jesus that a crushed reed he will not break and a dim wick he will not extinguish. That was Isaiah 42, 4. So once you have committed yourself to the way of the Lord and found your strength in him, do not leave the weak behind. We have those who are physically and mentally weak in the kingdom of God and in the world. Those who are discouraged and doubtful who need another strength, just as Christ was willing to use his strength to save us from hell and destruction, the task he has given to us to accomplish requires the same heart and determination. Serve in the kingdom of God and do so with the same intent of Christ to see the kingdom grow and people set free from sin and others encouraged to continue on their journey. C.A. Spurgeon had an encouraging message for those who have strength to help others. He said, if we have a lion-like spirit, lion-like spirit, not lying, <laughs> a lion-like spirit, let us not imitate the king of beasts in his cruelty to those fearful fallow deer that run away before us. Let us place our strength at their service for their help and protection. Let us with tender fingers bind up the wounded heart. Let us nourish their, fa their fainting spirits. In this battle of life, let the unwounded warriors bear their injured comrades to the rear, wash their wounds, and cover them from the storm of war. Use your strength to cover the weak among you. Amen. I say to you who are God's people, serve his mission and complete your task. Encourage those who Holy Spirit has placed on your heart and get to work using your talents to help build the kingdom. Do not rest in your fear and apprehensions. Do not allow your fear and apprehensions to rule you. This task is personal. And it's for you. You have a part in this. It's not just a task. It's your task and the task. Amen. The spirit of God spoke a few years back saying the paradigm shifted. I can't get over that. COVID happened. All the rest of these things happened. And everything changed. 
And I say this as encouragement to you again. Do not wait for change to change you. Trust in the building power of our Lord. Surrender yourself to him and be used for his glory and for his sake. Strengthen the weak among you and do not give your allegiance to anything or anyone that requires you to vainly spend your strength and abilities. It's time out for this. It's time out for this. Too many Christians have wasted their energy fighting fights that are punching at the wind. People are dying. We need to get to work. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. I hope that this message was encouraging. Uh, it encouraged me. It encouraged me while the Lord was giving it to me. And let us make our best effort make our best effort to go forward and do what God has designed us to do. Do not be afraid and do not be in fear. The Lord is with you and he will keep you when you go forward. Remember to never give your allegiance to anything or anyone that is not God. Your allegiance is very important. It's very important. If you make something else God, the consequences are dire for everyone around you. I love you. Love all of you. I'm gonna close in prayer and Bishop will bring the um, invitation. Lord God, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for this moment in time. And I humbly ask, Lord, that you would keep us as we, as we continue to come back to you for our strength to do the task that you have given us to do. This task is personal, it's pointed, and it's bigger than us. So that's why we know that we need you to fulfill it. Help us, Lord, to see your way, to see the way to do what it is that you require for us to do. Bless us as we move forward, Father as you're the one who knows all ends, Father, and we don't. And we humbly submit ourselves to your purpose, to your reign, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this time in your presence. Thank you, Father, for keeping us and for binding us and for keeping us, the Father, from, from, from hurting ourselves. And even, Lord, when we have been hurt doing the things that we are required to do, you bind up our wounds. You love us, Lord, with everlasting love. Keep us. Keep us as we continue to pursue forward. Encourage those that are hurting right now. Encourage and strengthen those, Lord, that need it right now, Father. Draw those, Lord, their hearts are far from you. The ones that were working, Father, draw them even closer to you right now, Father. The ones that, that, that were working and left, draw them even closer to you right now, Father. I pray right now, Father, for the, for the sinner to repent and for the backslider to repent and be restored. You are the one and the sovereign. You own all things. The whole universe is yours. Have your will in your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Well, thank God for the word of the Lord tonight. I know that you have been blessed. I thank God for the word that came through Minister Stevens. And before we end tonight, again, we want to give you the opportunity 
to, if you've not received Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, to do that tonight. We want to give you that opportunity to pray the prayer of repentance and receive Christ in your heart. It's a simple prayer, but it's a matter of believing that, that, that you deserve death for your sins according to God's law, that Jesus Christ, the one chosen and sent by God into this world, the very only begotten Son of God, the second person of the Godhead, that Jesus came into this world to save sinners. He died on the cross to satisfy God's law that said the soul that sins shall surely die. He died in your place and in my place so that we would not have to suffer eternal separation from God, spiritual death. Through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we can live with God eternally. Jesus died for you. God raised him from the dead so that you could have life. Jesus took your place on the cross. He shed his blood, died, and God raised him from the dead so that you and I can be reconciled to him and have eternal life. Will you receive Jesus tonight? Will you accept the sacrifice that he made for your sins and ask him to become the Lord of your life? If you will, pray this simple prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. Lord, I heard the preacher. I believe your word and what your word says. Jesus died for me. Jesus satisfied the righteous requirement of the law for me. Now, Lord, Lord Jesus, I believe in what you've done for me. I believe in your death, your burial, your resurrection. You are the resurrected Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Save me from my sin. I receive you now. I thank you for my salvation. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, just remember the Bible says, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the sons of God. And in that word sons is incorporated sons and daughters of God. Because you pray, you believe, you accept it, and you ask Jesus to come into your life. Now starts the growth process. Write to us. Let us know the decision that you made so that we can follow up with you and help you grow in the Lord and be the disciple that the Lord wants you to be. If you are a backslider tonight, the Bible says if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord. That's the word of the Lord. Pray the prayer of forgiveness. Ask the Lord to forgive you. Ask the Lord to cleanse you. And the Lord will do just that. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. I pray that these services have blessed you this week. Uh, continue. Uh, we have to. We continue uh, in Holy Convocation until Sunday morning. Even though we won't be in corporate worship as far as services are, are, are concerned, even via Facebook, uh, we are st still in fasting and praying. Still in the Scriptures. We look forward to seeing you Sunday morning 
in worship. Tabernacle of Praise, 229 Wood Street, York, South Carolina. God bless you. Good night.